There has been uncertainty, unrest, and war in Sudan. Two military facets are fighting with each other. The military versus rapid support forces. Now, it almost looked like it's just division in the military until the president of Sudan came out and said, it could be division in the military. It could be that we're having issues internally, but also we cannot overlook the fact that there's Western interference with the conflict, unrest, and war in my country. And if we allow this to continue, guess what? That conflict is going to spill over to the rest of the African continent. I would like to assure you that the danger of this war is now a threat to regional and international peace and security. For those rebels have sought the support of outlaws and terrorist groups from different countries in the region and the world. This is like the spark of war, a war that will spill over to other countries in the region. Regional and international interference to support these groups is crystal clear by now. This means that this is the first sparkle that will burn the region and will have a direct impact on regional and international peace and security. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome again to another episode of our conversations. My name is Adira Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession and a digital content creator. I love, love, love coming on here and having conversations with you guys about black people, Africa, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Connect with me on social media, at Andira Oganga on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Again, nothing makes me more happy than going on my social media, opening my DM, and I find some of you have sent me messages of what you think about some of the videos that we've posted on here. It means a lot to me that the work that we're doing and the cause that we're championing is getting out there, is reaching people, and people are beginning to see things from a different perspective because that's all we want. We're just saying, give us the benefit of doubt. Do not believe every single thing that you consume from Western media. This series is like data series. Before I come here to talk, I've done my research and I want to also share this research with you because to decolonize narratives, you need to come with facts, you know? When other media houses are feeding you whatever it is that they're feeding you, they make it so believable. And so I've realized that sometimes it's very important to also come out here with the hard numbers so that the next time you hear something, you remember of the research and the numbers that you heard on the channel. Um, the president of Sudan spoke at the United Nations General Assembly. And I like the fact that African leaders are not necessarily dancing in a manner that pleases the West. We've gotten to a place where we understand that we have to speak for ourselves and we have to stand up for ourselves. Because if you don't, if you don't, it's you and your people that continue to suffer. There has been conflict in Sudan. Um, initially, the two forces, the military and the rapid support forces, had joined forces and they wanted to overthrow the government. But then there were issues between them and now they're split and they're two factions and uh, they're now fighting each other. The, the irony of war or the ugly side of war is that it spills over. It spills over and it hurts people, you know. So we are seeing now situations where the Sudanese military, which is controlled by the top commander and de facto leader, General Abdel Fattah Borhan and his former deputy, General um, Mohammed Hamdan, a former camel dealer, well known as Hemedet Hemedti, who leads the paramilitary rapid support forces. So it's the military versus the breakaway faction. 
again like i said you know sometimes it looks like this thing is news and it's it's sad it really is because sudan is a rich country and sudan is people's homes and it's not just rich in resources it's rich in history it's people's homes and because of the war that has been going on for several months now there is unrest there is instability there's a humanitarian crisis an estimated 15 million people in sudan face acute food insecurity sudan had its challenges before the war but now it's just escalated it's escalated and you know nobody can help them because when there's war nobody wants to risk their lives unless they reach a ceasefire and decide to help people listen to this again more than 5.25 million people have been uprooted from their homes people have had to leave their homes all for what all for what and if they were just fighting for independence amongst themselves and they have internal issues fine but the president of sudan introduces a very interesting um twist to it he says it's true that we have challenges and we're having disagreements within ourselves but it's also true that there's western interference and i'll tell you why western interference is dangerous particularly with civil unrest because the war doesn't end it doesn't when the west is involved you might think that they're helping you but they're not helping you they're helping themselves and they'll give you things that like, they'll give you guns they'll give you intelligence they'll give you military grade weapons but there's a catch 22. there's always something in there for them and that's the thing that the people of sudan should sit down and ask themselves why is it that several months later we're still waging the war where's the money coming from where's the money coming from african if you're a country that was having acute food shortage before where are you getting the money to buy guns you did not have money to feed your people but you have money to buy where's that money coming from ask yourself that so when you had issues nobody wanted to come to your help right when you had real issues issues that if solved your country can grow and develop nobody wanted to come to your help but now that there's conflict and there's a loophole for them to come in and exploit your gold they're willing to help you think twice wake up and think you know and also other african countries should begin asking these questions where are these people getting the money to fund the war and when we start tracing the sources of those funding then we will know who is funding the war and we can start interrogating what their interest in the war and in the country is. Let's listen, listen to the president of Sudan. Some characterize this war as an internal feud between two armed parties. However, the aggression was not only against the armed forces, instead it extended to all state components. The innocent citizens are not part of the armed forces. The people in West Darfur are not part of the armed forces. The homes of our citizens are not part of the armed forces. Therefore, this war cannot be characterized as a war between the armed forces and the rapid uh, support forces. It actually extends to all state components. However, I would like to assure you that the danger of this war is now a threat to regional and international peace and security. For those rebels have sought the support of outlaws and terrorist groups from different countries in the region and the world. This is like the spark of war, a war that will spill over to other countries in the region. 
regional and international interference to support these groups is crystal clear by now. This means that this is the first sparkle that will burn the region and will have a direct impact on regional and international peace and security. I don't think there's much to say with this topic because topics of war really break my heart. Um, even when I was in Kenya, growing up in Kenya, we went to school, in primary school, this is a long time ago, early 2000, mid 2000. I went to school with some Sudanese students. I still remember their names until today. And I always wondered, why are they here? Um, there was still unrest back then. Then it went, they got independence, it became South Sudan and Sudan. You're still having conflict, seriously. 20 years later, at what point do you say now, let's develop our country? At what point do you say peace and stability? At what point do you say our people don't need to grow up as refugees? You know, those guys grew up in Kenya and they, they've, they got Kenyan education and they've gone to live great lives. But you robbed them of an opportunity to be Sudani kids. They had to grow up as Kenyan kids. Really? For what? For what? If violence was the answer, all these Western countries would be at war with themselves and with each other. But they bring the chaos to the continent. And what is good for the goose is good for the gander. And if it doesn't work like that, then you need to wake up and smell the coffee. Thank you for watching. Thank you very much for watching. Yeah, sometimes this topic just become heavy and heavy and heavy. And it's because this is my life. This is the reality of my friends. This is the reality of my family. You know, and no African country is invisible. You know, <laughs> yeah, you could be having peace and stability today and tomorrow. Whoop, it's all gone. And if we, injustice anyways, injustice everywhere. If we don't talk about it today, tomorrow, the same thing will befall you and nobody will speak on your behalf. Thank you very much for watching. I'll see you again next time.